The Hillbilly Records podcast is sponsored by Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. For your family law issues such as divorce, child custody and visitation, support and adoption, contact Chris at 815-355-8194 or through his website, hofflegal.com. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Records theme song. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the podcast, which we're going to actually call it the Hillbilly Refers Podcast tonight. We've got the one and only senior referee, Brian Allen, filling in for the train record tonight. So, uh, Brian, you're different kind of role tonight, yeah, huh? Yeah, different role indeed. Uh, I'm actually on the the left side of our of our set here, uh, co-hosting with you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, different role for me today, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. Uh, and you know what? We've got a lot of things getting ready to start up yep. in regards of Russell Rage 21. So many twists and curves and everything with the titles. Uh, a lot of people are going for a lot of different things. But a lot of the big news that's going on is our inductees of the Hall of Fame. Yep. Ross James, which is called uh, numerous classic moments in the promotion you know his voice is pow entertainment and the one and only our guest tonight the hair extraordinaire the master of ceremonies the one that is uh how can i say family through and through the one and only mr riccolo welcome to the show show. i'm glad to be here thank you there nick and brian (laughs) what a a pleasure you know you you talk about the hall of famer you know uh, rj you know uh, and his commentating, that's actually how I got my start working for CCW Power Entertainment was as a, con- a commentator alongside Richard T. Sin. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Richard T. Sin, um, yeah. you were, you actually brought signs to the shows. Yes, yes. I was, I was, you might say, I was the uh, cheerleader out there. I was the, yeah. the fans cheerleader, you know, and Back in those days over there when they had the internet and the message boards and stuff like that, they pegged me as the seventies guy. You know, they <laughs> thought I was a they thought I was a plant in a crowd it but I wasn't. I was just doing my thing over there. I cheered the bad you know, cheered the good guys and booed the bad guys. I made signs, I passed them out to all the kids yeah. and uh, the people in the crowd and everybody got a big charge out of that, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, you were a a fan staple back then, you know. Like how we have a few regulars that are at all of our shows now. That was you back yeah, then. That was me back then. Yes, you know, I had I had a good time doing what I was doing. You know, it's one of one of the guys I really liked to razz all the time was uh, uh, you know the Diego Corleone. Oh yes, uh, yes, he was, the strangler. Yeah, yeah, he was one oh. of the nemesis oh back there. Him and Joey Chichi when they were a tag team. You know, was uh, and but uh, the Diego. Oh man, that guy. He was brutal. The, the fans that they hate him. And, oh yeah, he walked out with the yeah. noose at, uh, yeah, all the time. Know, actually, I actually had the opportunity. He was one of one of my guys in my stable back in the day too. Yeah, he uh, you know, he go. was actually a small part of my first time ever in a ring with CCW and Powell back then. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in front row with with Kyle and and some family and friends. And after one of his matches, I'm booing him and whatever and. 
he looks over at me and grabs me and brings me into the ring and corners me and this and that and he's about to kick my butt and then my father comes in and he puts the boots to him and lays him out and gets him out of there and you know. I remember the one time I you know I believe it was um oh what the hell was that venue over there just south of Fox Lake uh, Wakanda Wakanda yes yeah. we were at a, we were at a show in Wakanda I was a fan and Diego at that time would. It had something to do with the paper bag and eyes or something like that. So, and 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 the one show that 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 he was on, I got a I don't know a hundred these lunch bags, paper yeah. bags that come in a big box, <laughs> and I poked the holes in there and and I passed them out to all the crowd and they put it on their, their hands. hands. Diego came out over there, everybody had him on his hand. Uh, he was so offended with that. It was, that's it was, hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, Diego Carleone, a name that, uh, I mean, he made his way around the independent scene yes, uh, yeah. a lot uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, decided to, uh, you know, kind of slip on out. I think he's doing okay. Supposedly, he's writing a novel. So yeah, uh, author, every time right? I talk to him, yeah, he's almost done with his novel. Yeah, so. but when, I, when, I, when, I, when I think of independent tag teams, I think of him and Joey Chichi. Mm-hmm. And, and back in, back in them days... Those were a four, those two guys were a force. Yeah, what was their yeah, tag they, name? They had Stugats, a, I believe. Yeah, something like I that. I think yeah. so. Yeah, something, something like that. They, uh, those guys together, they worked as a team together. They could get the fans to hate them. Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. I mean, especially when Diego used to walk out with a noose for crying out loud. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, oh, he yes. used to do that, Chi-Chi, that cocky style that he had back then, also. Yes. Uh, yeah, they were, you know, people that, to deal was with. Back on the good old days when <laughs> I first got started, I was just mm-hmm. a fan back then, you know. Well, you know, as uh, time has progressed and the years have gone by, you know, what's your opinion on how you have seen POW grow the way they have? Well, uh, they've grown, yes, you know, and uh, the, the roster is is a lot different than it was mm-hmm. years ago, you know. I could, I could, I could go back... You know, maybe 10 years ago where I think Powell at that time had probably the best roster yeah. around. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was around yes. back then, yeah. yeah when I, I when you talk about stacked, this mm-hmm. roster was stacked. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, we had we had guys that were hungry, yes. you know. I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, Chris Cairo, which is still a part of the roster today. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. You yes. know, uh, like you had Dayhaw, you had X-Con, uh, you had Kanoa. You know, know, and and the feuds back then, everything was, you know, storyline based and they were great storylines and people, we were packing the places, people were coming to see just like a TV show. They wanted to see what was going to happen next because the storylines were so so great. Something that's missed out on today's wrestling. On a lot of wrestling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, for example, back in the day, Thunderfoot. Mm-hmm. You've heard people, and, and I say this since day one, you have not seen character portrayed that way no. to that depth since, you know, like Tatanka or and someone already in the big leagues. But, the on, but on the independent level, yeah. never. You have never seen one like portray well, Thunderfoot the way he no. did at that well, time. Well, in professional wrestling, you know, ever since way back to the carnival days, there's always been cowboys. And Indians, yep. you know, and Thunderfoot, the way he portrayed uh, that the Arapaho Indians, what he was, yes, uh, it, it was to the T. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he he did so much homework to make it work, and and now I guess like 
uh, Thunderfoot. He uh, retired, uh, retired on the reservations. Yeah. That's where he's, that's where he's <laughs> staying at now. And, and, yep. uh, Just a headdress alone. I mean, I right. had the opportunity to see, some, you know, a couple of the headdresses and the spear. All that yeah. was authentic. That was no you know? dollar store kind of gimmicks. <laughs> no, no, buying. no. Was... Were, yes, they were authentic. I, I'm, man who could, I'm a man who could vouch for that. They were authentic. And those things cost him the hundreds mm -hmm. and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, he was one of the... Believe me, I know because... Yeah. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> because I was there because as, as, you know, as growing up in this business, you know, as I was as a fan, you know, uh, everybody knows my two boys in professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, as they started out as one was named Thunderfoot. Yep. And the other, Rough Crossing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and they, you know, like I said, Thunderfoot, he's now retired into the... Uh, uh, reservations there. Reservations and, and Rough Crossing. Uh, he's somewhere way out, and now the, those two boys, they're on their own. They have just a little bit of face paint and a red nose, and now they become... Mm. Pretty well known throughout the NWA. Absolutely, uh, mm. brothers of construction, which will be in attendance at Wrestle Rage Twenty One. Yes, they will. Yes, they uh, will. It, in a big six-man uh, tag, we will definitely get more into that, you know, as it goes on. So, what is one of the memories that? Uh, granted, I'm sure there's more than you could count. A pal moment that really stood out, you know, that makes you go, you know, I am so glad and happy and honored to be a part of this promotion. Well, yeah, there, there's so many of them, you know. It just, I mean, the, the two times that we did our Russell Rages at the Odeum, I yeah. mean, those, those two stand out, you know. And, and actually, uh, the one that I should probably really say stands out is Russell Rage 3. Okay, yeah. You know, that was over there at the Hattendorf Center, where we've turned down hundreds and hundreds of people, and that place yep. was jam-packed to the rafter. Everything was cut off. The fire marshal was there. We had to cut the people I off. I remember that, yeah. And the reason why that was so special to me, because at that time I was commentating. This was my very first Russell Rage. Mm -hmm. I was commentating with Richard T. Sinson, and when I got there, I walked in the back. Dave and Jimmy were back there, and they told me, he goes, Richard T. won't be here today. You're on your own. Thank wow. You. And I, then I had that lump in my throat. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. So I went out there, and they, um, I went out there, and I did my thing. I had I had a lot of uh, makeshift uh, commentators alongside me. Sure. You know, I, uh, you know uh, let's see, who was out there? Joey Chichi was one of them. I had a big time with, with, with me at one time. And Master then, J. And then Master J. And then we had we had the piano man. He was out there with me a little while, <laughs> yep. too. You know. Piano man. Yeah, piano man. You know, James Stoblum. You know? Oh, that, yeah. Okay, yeah, Stoblum. You know, yeah. right. so, so far, it looked like his nose was playing the piano. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, but it, that stuck that stuck out to me and, and, and with, during that. And then um, this that was when Thunderfoot made his singles debut at Russell Race 3. Yeah. Okay. And at Russell Race 3, that's when Rough Crossing won his first heavyweight title. Oh, wow. He defeated Jeff Luxon, and you should know that. Yeah, well, because man. Jeff Luxon was my guy yep. at that time. Wow. Um, but I do remember we had people, I mean, lined up. Jimmy was yeah. getting nervous. We did open that back area yeah. up 
We yeah, got. I think we threw. I think stage, we threw yeah. another 50, think 75 so. chairs, something well, over there. We could well, fit them up on the well, ramp. <laughs> I I remember it well. It was five minutes to seven, and I walked outside, and that line was still wrapped around the building down to the corner of the street. And yeah. Said, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I don't believe this. And I walked back in there, and and at that time I seen Pete the pup sitting down over the <laughs> front. I said, Pete, you won't believe this. I said that 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 line is still a quarter mile long. You know, it was just it was something. It was good time, and, and, man. It was. There was no names on the card right, other than right. the, other than the roster, and, and uh, the storylines were great. Everybody came in to see that's mm-hmm. yes. what was going to happen. Yeah, it was a good team effort on the on those kind of shows where mm-hmm. it goes to show you you don't need the name on on. On any show to right. to draw them right. in, you just need you know. You know, like and, you said. and we go on to you know like the odium. You know, we had the, the, our first odium. I mean, that was that was. I mean, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, I, yeah, that's big stuff right there. When oh yeah, they do something well, like that. Yeah, you know, in, in the odium and. And I don't know exactly what the crowd was. I, I heard different numbers, 12, 14, 16. I know we broke a thousand. We did break you a know, thousand. We did break know, a thousand. And, and but the, you know, but the stars that were there were yeah. something. I mean, to me, to be in a to be in a ring with mm-hmm. the, uh, the road dog, uh-huh. you know, yeah. X Pack and, and, and uh, Mr. Ass himself. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, just, speaking of names that you've uh, been in the ring with. Uh, your favorite? Who's one of the favorites that you've uh, been in the ring with? Oh, they're all. I know. You know, I I've never met a bad wrestler. Nice. You know, they they are all so <laughs> fun and kind to be with. You know, they have fun with. I remember I, I was, you know, uh, this was another promotion where they they brought in Hillbilly Jim and me and Hillbilly Jim were doing our hold down in the ring. You know, and uh, you know, uh, but when it when it you know. Power Entertainment, like I said, we had the, the you know, Degeneration X. I, right. Being yeah. in, in the ring with them, you know, I felt like I was ready to go a couple of rounds myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there, there was just so many of the names at that time. And, and those two Russell Rages that were there, you know, Demolition, they were, yeah. they were one of my favorite tag teams, you know, and, and uh, better than the Legion of Doom, for as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, those are all. my opinion. Yeah. Those were special shows, I think, for a lot of us. You know, like right. a lot of us, you know, either went there to see ECW in that arena, and, and you know, we're, we're sitting in the yeah. crowd watching those kind of matches, or the Bob Luce uh, shows yes. there. Yes, so. I remember Bob Luce that used to run over there, and when Bob Luce ran, started actually Bob his... actually Bob Luce ran the Odium. Yeah, I thought he ran the Amphitheater. When, when Bob Luce ran at the Odium, I was always the first one getting my tickets. I was in Section A, row. <laughs> Row A, seat one, two, three, four, and and I got pictures of uh, most of the wow. shows over there when I uh, go over to watch Bob Luce and, and you know Dick the Bruiser was there, the Valiant Brothers were there, and Abdullah who couldn't speak, you know, in uh-huh. English. You know, <laughs> and, and, wow, I didn't know that the Odium held, I mean, held yeah. wrestling that, you yeah. know, that oh, far. it right. was it was fun, and and that, and they. Bob Luce at that time he drew pretty good over there at the Odeon. Right. And and when the fans when the fans didn't like anything it was back this was back in the old days, you know, like no. thirty. When the fans didn't like anything, next thing you know, those hot dogs were flying into the ring, <laughs> everything is like, Oh, what a mess. <laughs> but it was fun. It was that yeah. it was that fun wrestling. 
Yeah, it's you know, such a historic venue for for numerous things, re- yeah. wrestling and concerts and stuff. You know, it, it, it's it's a shame nowadays that it, they've knocked that down, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. did they actually they knock they the did. building down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I know that they were going to change it into something, mm-hmm. and um, you yeah. know, evidently they didn't. But you know, we we have the Russell Rages. You know, even last year at the Russell Rage at, at the at the Brower House. House was our first time at the Brower House mm-hmm. doing a Rage over. That was that was exciting, you know. And it brought a different vibe to the show. It, it, it was did. a different feel for a lot of us. It felt like like we were rock stars. At, at, that, yeah, that I mean, like this, this was going to be like an almost anything type of. Yeah. Goes show right you know we're right. we're gonna go out here and knock it out of the park mm-hmm. we we did great obviously we sold out we came back for you know summer explosion right. mm-hmm. now we're back again sold out sold standing out room yeah. only mm-hmm. um it, it, it's such it's such a it's a it's a great place to, to hold a wrestling event you know? right it no really it is it is and, and uh, i'm kind of excited this year because you know the you know for you know for one you know the clowns are back you know yeah and, you know <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a special one for sure. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and 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 from what I understand, they they're going to have a pretty good entrance. Really? Okay. Well, I tell you, um, I mean, I like it from a production standpoint yeah. because I love that right. huge ass right. LED screen. Yeah. I mean, it really makes it makes the entrances pop for you guys and yeah. stuff stuff like that. So I like that. Um, this is going to be something else. Twenty-one, you know. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> now. I I wasn't there at I wasn't there at uh, Russell Rage one. Mm-hmm. I was there at two as a fan. Right. I I witnessed uh, Forsaken and Eric Freedom inside that cage. And what a bloody mess that <laughs> <Yeah>. was. Uh, <laughs> I think we've talked about that story of the cage and all yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was supposedly <laughs> you know was uh, yeah. uh, I guess that was. Uh, Ronnie Vegas yeah. ring uh-huh. and all that, and uh, he, I guess he told both of them, you know, take it easy. They didn't, yeah. and well, you know, clear, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I started, you know, Russell Race three, and then um, uh, out of the twenty-one, I believe I I've been at, uh, I'm gonna say, seventeen. There was a couple of years there that I did miss because I mm. I left Powell and then I came back, mm-hmm. and, right? And then, so there was, uh, I think, about 16 or 17 rages I've, I've been part of. Actually, about like the same, you know, with me, because there's a few of them that I've missed. But other than that, I mean, I've pretty much been yeah. at every one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you, so know, yeah. you know, the Hattendorf, the Odium, yeah. uh, 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 that Addison, Addison Park, Park District, Melrose yeah, Park was, nice was another one. Yeah, is, every venue seemed to have like their own type of vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. own type of vibe. I liked Addison because they I just. Uh, because they gave that wide open yeah, the balcony uh, for yeah, it. bleachers. Yeah. Yes, you know we had you know, had yeah. them bleachers up there, but our en- just the entrance alone, the long entrance way, I like you know, that too. How uh, DJ Bob at yes. the time was doing yes. stuff yeah. like that for us, uh, set it up. I mean, made us look you know great. Yeah. You know, I love DJ Bob. He was he was he was excellent in what he did. Yes, oh, yeah. and you know, I mean, DJ Bob, I met him in Wisconsin. I was filming stuff for On The Mat, and I was doing a, a Dave Hero show, mm-hmm. uh, and I go to plug in a camera, go, hey, easy, man, you might blow a circuit, man, because I need, you know, I'm pulling a lot of juice here, and I'm like, dude, it's 
just the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, I don't know, he was always real touched. But then once I got to know him a little bit, you know, and so forth. But no, he was great. He was. I, I don't know what has become of DJ Bob. I hope that he's well. But he was. You know. he, was he was always always great to me and my family. Yes, and, nice guy. I remember that uh, uh, one particular uh, different promotion. He was doing something, and he had this sick bell. Okay. And uh, I says we got to get you something. And 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 at that time I remembered when when my boys were were doing their backyard wrestling in the backyard, uh, I got a, a genuine backup belt off a cement truck. I said, <laughs> and I brought it home for the boys, and that is the best bell there is. And they used to do their backyard um, wrestling uh -huh. in this belt. When it when it clanged, I mean oh. you could hear this thing down the block. <laughs> oh my and, god. Uh, and some my boys got into to the independent wrestling. You know, I took the bell and I gave it to DJ Bob. And, mm -hmm. and, and when he hits that thing, I mean, you knew it. Bell, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned Rough Crossing. I had the opportunity to uh, manage him also. Uh, I will I will say uh, one of my, even though it was early in my managerial career, one of my best runs as a manager. Mm -hmm. I mean, we clicked. Things could have gone anywhere with that. Yeah. Again, you know, Rough Crossing uh, was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, very good at what he does. And yes. uh, like he says, if you don't have a chance to see Rough Crossing or Rafo or Yabo, you're missing out. They're worth oh, yeah. the price of a mission alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the, you know, um, I I did a show last night out in Rockford, and I came home because it was uh, I had taped the uh, NWA pay per view. And, right. Uh, they had what they called was the the first devil first ever riddle box match. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it was fantastic! Believe <laughs> it was great. You know, it, it, it's cool to see how they're working with Vampiro and uh, those guys. Wyland J. Yeah, yeah. You know. and it, it's funny because one of my favorite matches of all time was back in PCW, uh, where it was uh, Danny Daniels taking on Vampiro mm -hmm. uh, was in Franklin okay. Park. We sold the place out. And the <laughs> the match went all over the place. Vampiro beat my ass. I've got I got a picture where I'm like, you can see I'm ragging. I'm holding his hand up and so forth. I sent him the picture. But I'm actually hoping that I could get that signed by him or something because yeah. that meant, that's meant a lot oh, yeah. to me. And I don't know if you guys have followed Vampiro. I mean, for a while he was doing the traveling mm -hmm. and a lot of soul searching, so to speak. Yeah. And I followed that. I, I followed that. And to see that he's got that lease on life with, you know, NWA yeah. and doing what he does. And he's not, he's not killing himself right. doing it. I'm so happy for the man. Yeah. Uh, he's so am I, you know, and it was just, and it's just great chemistry what he's doing there. Mm -hmm. La Rebellion, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. 450, who used to uh, wrestle for power entertainment. You yes. Know, you know? Um, I've got, I've down here in the studios, I've got, <laughs> before he is who he was, yeah. Hammett 450. I got him all over the walls here, down here in the studios. Uh, yeah. I was actually archiving yeah. something <laughs> for war wrestling, and it was oh, an wow. actual match between Thunderfoot <laughs> and Hammett. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, oh, wow. look at this 20 years later. 20 years later, you, you know, they're. One, one's a werewolf, one's a clown. <laughs> yeah. And, and still not missing a step, you know? Right, right. Better. They're better than ever. Mm -hmm. And not missing a step at all. Yeah. 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 Now, you had brought up how you had started as a fan, 
you know, setting the crowd and doing all the signs and whatnot. And then yeah. y- you caught on with CCW back then. Um, and your boys would, would eventually join. Growing up, what caught your eye with wrestling and who were, who were some of your favorite wrestlers you like to watch? Well, then? growing up, um, just let me say this. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> date yourself. Age, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, to tell you how old I am, you know, um, when Moses parted the Red Sea, I was on the other side fishing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That shows you how old I am. But back in, and uh, I believe it was 60, 61, when there was only like three channels on the television. Yeah. Yep. It was late at night when my, my oldest brother was flipping the channels and he stopped and it was professional wrestling. I said, Bob, what's, what's this? He says, Rick, this is pro wrestling. And we see these guys, they're beating each other up. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm seeing this and I'm witnessing it. He goes, well, you can't do that. And there's, you know, they're hitting them with closed fists and they're kicking and stuff like that. And, and he says, well, yeah, you can do this. This is pro wrestling. So, Ever since then, I've watched pro wrestling, and at that and at that time, my favorite at that at that time was Sweet Daddy Ziki. Sweet Daddy Ziki. Yeah, I've heard that Ziki. name before. Yeah, Sweet Daddy Ziki. Yeah, Daddy Ziki. You know, then along came uh, Bobo Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and some of our favorites were you know Sailor R. Thomas and of course yeah. Buddy Rogers. You, yeah. you know, yeah. little Sam Martino back in those days. You know. Oh, and, yeah. and this is what this is what me and my brother. Because uh, wrestling came on late at night, yeah. we just couldn't wait till mom and dad went to bed so we could turn on TV and <laughs> after shock theater and, mm-hmm. and turn on wrestling. Right. Oh my goodness. Yes, we did. Yeah. Seeky. Oh yeah. And those were those were some. You know, then there was a there was a time there where as as I was growing up, you know, you know, when you get in your teen years, you're, you're mm. adventurous and doing things. You know, you forget about television and wrestling right. and sitcoms and whatever what you call it. And, and then, uh, then, then I got back into wrestling, you know, the back in the, you know, the Bruiser and Crusher era mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That that was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And everybody loves the Bruiser and Crusher, mm-hmm. and I always got a kick out of it because when they mentioned Halstead Street, because I just, I kind of grew up just close to Halstead Street over there, and I, oh yeah, I just thought it was good when he used to, hey, we're going down over there to Halstead Street. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, and you mentioned that you started uh, working as a commentator, right? Yeah. And then eventually yeah. moved into ring announcing yeah. itself. Any any people you found inspiration from or some of your favorite ring announcers or commentators that you took inspiration from? Well, the commentating, you know, I was just, yeah, as a fan, as, as I said, and um, uh, the uh, company at that time, you know, had their barbecue. Uh, Nick was there, and I'm mm-hmm. not thinking you might have been Probably, there also, yeah. and they had a barbecue. And when everybody left, you know, uh, there was just a few people left over there, and Dave was there, Jimmy, and and both of them asked me, "How would you like to come to work for the company as, you know, as a con- commentator?" And I agreed to it, and I said, "If you don't like what I do, because they 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 kind of knew my wrestling knowledge, because mm-hmm. when when Rough Crossing uh, lost his very first match, you know, they came up to me. Did you expect him to win?" And I, and I says, no, he's got to earn it. You know, the, right then they kind of clicked on it. goes, oh, are you a worker? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I says, no, he's got to just like anything in life. you got to earn it. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I went out to commentate with Richard T. Sin. And then uh, uh, after Russell Rage 3, you know, Richard T. Sin wasn't around anymore. Right. Then I was teamed up 
at that time with my good friend Master J. Yes, indeed, the great tandem yeah. of you two. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's when that's when we had that. Then we had the TV show inside Into the ropes. ropes. Yes. But uh, um, uh, as commentator, then at, at one point, at one point, our commissioner, our commissioner at that time was going to have knee surgery. Mm. You know. Uh, mm. Justin's uncle. Oh, Rick Paradise. Rick Paradise. And um, he was going to take some time off to have knee surgery. So, uh, uh, you know, the powers that the powers that be came up to me and asked me if I would take mm. the job as deputy commissioner. Yeah, okay. And, um, and this is, you got the, you got the, you'll have the power to, to make matches, to hire, to fire, to do what you want. You're the deputy commissioner. I says, all right, I'll, I'll take that role. So I was, I was, the deputy commissioner for a little while and then um and then at one point at that time the ring announcer uh left the company mm. and uh they asked me would i would i do the ring announcing until they find somebody <laughs> I said sure. <laughs> Typical story in yep. indie wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Until they find somebody. Fill in for a little I bit. I said sure. Yeah. He goes, I'll do the ring announcing, and uh, he goes, but you'll have to drop the title for deputy commissioner. I said, all right, that's no problem. I'll do ring announcing. We, and we, I forgot who they appointed then for deputy commissioner. Mm -hmm. So then it was um, that show was at Fox Lake where I got got my start as commentator. Then I got my start as the ring announcer when Jimmy Blaze was in the ring. Uh, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, our new ring announcer, you know, please welcome, you know, Mr. Ricklow. So I got my papers in my hand. I climbed into the ring. I dropped my papers. I went to bend over to pick up my papers. And what happened? Oh. Rip. I blew the ass out of my pants. Oh, <laughs> what a way to make a debut. Uh, oh. I said, yeah. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. That's a great I don't know start. I saw my white shorts or not. You know, I don't know. Oh, so, um, <laughs> so then I, I did the first match, and, and then uh, I actually had another pair of pants with me at the oh, time. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, then. You're smart. The, smart. The match was over when I was changing pants over there, and everything. Where's Rickle? Where's Rickle? Oh, he's changing his pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's, that's what I got known for in, in, in uh, the yeah. first year in, in wrestling as a ring announcer. So then it was like a couple of shows later, I climb into the ring, and what happens? Rip, rip oh, the ass no. out of my pants again. Oh, my you had a backup, I assume. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I always, at that time, I said, you better start bringing two, sometimes three right. pairs of pants. <laughs> you yeah. never know. And I'll never forget the one time we did an outdoor show in the southern Wisconsin. I climbed into the ring, and this time, instead of the ass blown out, the whole front of the <laughs> zipper, everything's up. So I'm in the ring, and I'm trying to cover it up, and... <clears throat> Dave, Dave climbs into the ring. I, I'm in the center of the ring. I go like this. I says, I said, Dave, you ain't gonna believe this. I says, I said, I just split my pants up the front. I said, my balls are hanging out. <laughs> hey, this is on film too, and he's laughing. His ass. He broke character. He's laughing his ass off. It was old money. Oh, at that time, I said, this has got to stop. I got to find something better. So I finally found some men's stretched dress jeans that actually work well now i now i could get a ring over there and do no worries do right without, without splitting my pants well, yeah. you are one of the ones that uh actually one of the only ring announcers that i know that comes out 
the way you do. Right. I mean, you really get the crowd going with the music. Uh, you, you're out there. You've got your jacket with your name on it. I mean, you come out there as a presence. And any any time that you've promotion I've seen you work at, I mean, just by you coming out of the curtain first, you know, it gets the goes, crowd hey, you know, up. hey, look, yeah. you know, this this guy's Even, being very yeah. professional yeah. about what he's doing. Well, you know, as one one promotion uh, up north, uh, who you know hires me every now and then, yeah. he, he calls me his hype man. Yeah. So so that's what I do. You know, I I gotta hype everybody up. I gotta get everybody warmed up before that match. Oh. First match goes out there. And that first match, as far as I'm concerned, is very important. Oh yes. Than, than me being the hype man because you got to get some of your very, very best out there in that set in the that bar. First match yes. To set the tone of the night. Mm -hmm. and it's just, and if you're a bowler, it's just like bowling. You know, you mm -hmm. you don't want to put your best bowler as your anchor man. You put your best bowler at the very top there and put the pressure on him. Yep. Start striking with yep. that ball. You know. Yeah. So I'm your hype man, and I go out there and 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 when I when I do a ring announcement, when I get out there, you know. I don't, I don't go by the book, you know. I get this list and stuff like that. I just kind of throw it away, you know. Most of the time, I, I know the bullet points. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I'm shooting out there. And yeah, right. Well, uh, things change too. I mean, as anybody knows, it's ten minutes before bell, it's this. Bell time, it's that. A half hour before this match, it's this. Right before yeah. the match, it's that. Card you subject know? to change. <laughs> yeah, card subject during to the, change. During the card, it might change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With you and your knowledge and all that, does that really... It doesn't trip you up too much when there's that many changes, you know, when changes no, happen. There's, there's, it's always, like you say, it's probably two minutes before the show <laughs> even starts, you know, where a, a wrestler will come up to me and, um, hey, can, can, can you add this? Can you add this? Can, can you say this? And what I always tell the wrestlers... This is what I tell him, and I went through this last night a few times. I says, I says, give me your information. I said, give me your weight, where you're from, and, and how do you want to be called? I said, don't give me no big name that's 16 miles long. Don't, <laughs> right. and, don't, and don't let me, don't give me an address where it's 20 miles long. I says, uh, um, I said, you don't want to embarrass me. You don't want to embarrass the company. And I says, and don't forget. I got the mic. I can embarrass you. <laughs> right. That I is said, true. So we want to keep it short and sweet. I said, let's get the point across. I said, if you don't want to do that, I says, I got the mic. You're Joe Blow from Chicago. Is that simple? <laughs> Joe Blow from Chicago. Right. Is that simple? So, you know, and, and I don't, you know, and there's, there's always these changes. And if it's something very simple. Mm -hmm. Oh, sometimes I forget, and, and there's sometimes right. I, I, I throw it. In. Well, I mean, as much as you're around, I mean, you know, Powell's not the only promotion that you deal with. I mean, you're very well known around the Midwest, so I can understand every now and then you'd be like, you know, like a little brain fart, yeah. or like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I'm yeah. in this promotion this right. time, yeah. and all that. Well, there's, you know, there's lots of times, you know, where, you know, actually the card, I mean, it'll be a minute before I go out there, and it might be Jimmy, it might be this guy, it might be that guy, he says, Oh, we gotta switch match two and three. We gotta switch match one. We gotta do this, you know. And yeah. So right away, I'm shuffling <laughs> my cards, and 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 this guy's not here. Put this guy in there, you know. Right. And, yeah. and uh, so you know, it. You know, you just gotta. You're, you're busy body like a beef roller. Yeah. You're scratching right. this off, trying to write this in there, yeah. you know. And then plus, I'm trying to memorize everything because I normally don't like to read off the cards, but lately I have been because everything changes so much. No, oh yeah. Well, there's times that like says. Uh, 
again with your experience you know you're going around you're making you know your rounds then you're sitting off to the side you're getting all your notes together right. and so forth like you said you don't see too many announcers do that oh i can just right. go ahead and announce and then i mean there's a lot of work it's a lot that of, yeah, goes into there was there was a lot of work and 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 there's you know um lots of times you know like it's you know is is the power entertainment jimmy writes stuff like that i don't mm-hmm. i don't always go by what he says but uh, you know, like the opening, uh, I'll memorize everything, and and I'll I'll never forget one time I was at one show over there, and I'm sitting down over there, and I'm remember, I'm I'm trying to remember, I'm talking to myself, saying all this stuff, and one lady's looking at me, and another's the lady looking at me, and then then she tells the other, is that guy crazy? He's talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, just trying to memorize. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm just I'm just trying to memorize, you know, like I said, because. Lots of times, like my opening act out there, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's a shoot. The, the ring announcer is a very important role on uh, on a wrestling show. Yes. It's, it's got a, from start to flow between the matches to the uh, announcing the match to the flow between the next match. Like, you got to hit all these bullet points on different aspects. Right. And, you know, yeah. promote this and say this yeah. and come upcoming shows 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. birthdays any yeah. announcements yeah. so like you said you think you're just gonna go on there and oh no well that's, no. that's why i have my note cards and <laughs> in between the matches you know i go over what what's next you mm-hmm. know and don't forget to say this don't forget to say that and you know yeah. and, then, and then there's the next match well there's times where i do forget and you know and uh, uh, we all do you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and most of the times most of the time it, it goes pretty good you know? there you go uh speaking about forgetting and something that we don't want to do is we want to go ahead and take a quick moment to uh thank our sponsors and uh let them know that we're thinking about them and we will be right back fans we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs If you're in need of family law advice, talk to POW Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. This is Mateo Valentine, and you're listening to the Hillbilly Records Podcast.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Hillbilly Refers Podcast, That's a right. special podcast uh, right before Wrestle Rage. Right before Wrestle Rage, why not the one and only Mr. Riccolo to kind of fill us in on how he got himself started and uh, his good times and bad times out here doing his his thing. So uh, let's continue with that. And I know um, I'm having a great time. I know. And I, us too, uh, us Brian too. Allen yeah. is actually, you know, during our break there, we talked about a couple uh, questions that I think people really yes, need to the, know. The hard-hitting questions, the Pal fans, the Mr. Riccolo fans, the yeah. independent wrestling fans want to know these certain <laughs> questions. Well, yeah. So, so Mr. Riccolo. Well, well, go ahead. Sure. All right. <laughs> You're known for your, your your big presence, as Nick said earlier. When you come out, you know you got your music, you got your wardrobe, you got your confetti. You're you're dancing along. One thing that always sticks out with you is your jacket. How many jackets does Mr. Riccolo have? Uh, that fit or don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, all right. You know, in, in total, well, I, mean, well, I guess, actually, yeah. Actually, at, at one time, I had uh, 28 tuxedo jackets. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, yes. And, um, and right right now, as is, is, um, is I lost some weight over the last year or two because of some sickness, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good now, thank good. you. But, uh, um, but, you know, as you lose weight, you got to update. You don't want to go out there. Right. Were, you know, but right now I've got about twelve jackets today. Okay, still, yeah, that's that's impressive. You, you and, never see the same jacket. No, twice. no, it's always you know, something it's different. And, tie and, combinations with the jackets. And, yeah, and, and they're not cheap. No, no, no. You know, no. I, you know, Jimmy Hart. I, I, I remember being on a show with Jimmy Hart, and uh, and I asked him one time. I says, Jimmy, I says, do you do you think I'm too flashy out there? I said, there's a lot of promoters think that I I take away from the wrestlers because I'm too flashy. He goes, you know what, Mr. Riglow? <laughs> that high pitched uh, voice. Goes, I, I go I go to the, the resale shops, I buy my jackets. He goes, and I have this girl, she sews all this stuff on there. And he goes, But you be yourself out there, because if you don't if you don't do this, you might as well just go sit in the crowd and be like one of the rest of the customers out there. Yeah. 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 So, and, and you know, and I was ha- I was happy to hear that because I want to be different than the next ring announcer because sure. There, I, I've seen too many ring announcers out there that they they don't know how to comb their hair, they don't know how to dress, they mm-hmm. don't, you know, and, and especially and, and and their shoes are a mess. And there's one thing, yes, <laughs> the shoes, the shoes, because the if shoes. You, if you're in the high ring over there, the people are sitting oh, yeah. down, right at eye level. Shoes are at right eye level, and these guys, so a lot of these, most of these ring announcers don't shine their they're shoes. Scuffed or so whatever. like they yeah. ran in the backyard or something. And they <laughs> yeah. And I said, God, how can these people do this? You know? And, yeah. You know, it's they, all in the shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know? and, and and they you know they were you know they they're, they're like a lot of the promoters over there you know and they don't know how to dress. Yeah. They're now not playing the role. Now you brought up how ring announcers maybe their hair is not combed. You, however. <laughs> Have a very uh, well maintained mane of yours, and you have for years. Yeah. What's the maintenance on that? Hair products, uh, routines, anything well, like well, that? For, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, the mane is. You got to remember one thing that I am a Leo. Yeah. You know, okay. The lion's mane. Yep. And I am I am totally blessed that I do have a good head of hair yeah. at my age. Yeah. Where most people that I know my age are gray or bald or stuff like that, but I'm blessed. But I like keeping my hair long. It's always been long, and I, you know, <clears throat> I wash my hair. I blow dry my hair once a set. A little bit of hairspray, and I'm good to go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a little. Very good. Yeah. A little. Hair a little spray. hairspray. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you know, how many? All right. How many cans of hairspray do you go in a week? 
around my month. Probably <laughs> a can of hairspray will probably last me maybe three months more. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. My, well, my, interesting. My, my, my hair's trained. I was yeah. going to say uh, it's, it's got to be yeah, trained. Yeah. My, my hair's trained, and, and, and I always get a kick out of it. And a lot of women all the time. Yep. A lot of time they say, can I touch your I've, hair? I've been witness to this. Yes. Yes. Can I touch true. your hair? Yes. Can I touch your hair? She should go right in. Oh, it's so soft. <laughs> so what do you expect? Yeah, you it's know, gonna fall off. It's a wig. <laughs> you know. Oh, you know, even even guys, you know, even guys, they they, they admire my hair. He goes, yeah. can, can I touch your hair? I said, go ahead. You know, yeah, but how do you get it so soft? It's, I don't know. <laughs> I just wash it. Yeah. Yeah, I just you know. Yeah. But that's there's no secret. It's just I've been doing it for so long. It's just trained, and 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 everybody thinks that I. It takes two or three cans of hairspray to put my hair where it is. No, it don't. Not yeah. at all. Those are, those yeah. are, you might call it some old wives' tales. Mm, yeah. Now, I guess we can move on to maybe a different subject here. Now, over the years, you've had some special relationships with some spe- some some wrestlers that have come through our doors. Um, one of them being Jamie Dundee. Oh, my, my southern son, Jamie Dundee. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that man. You know, uh, he uh, he came to Powell with uh, uh, Forsaken at the one night. Yep. I'll never forget we were at uh, T-Woods at the time. Uh, this is like Friday night before the show or something like that. And and uh, Jamie's with Jamie's with uh, Forsaken, and Jimmy introduced me to Forsaken and Jamie. And uh, it was about a few minutes later they asked me. They said, "Hey," I said, "Hey." Uh, Jamie ain't got no place to stay. Can you put him up for the night? Everybody's out of room. Mm-hmm. I said it's no problem. I said, you know, I just bought that home out in Bartlett. You know, I can I can handle a few people over there. And that's not a problem. So I said, Jamie, you're coming home with me. And and and, and they told me, he goes, please, whatever you do, do not give Jamie any beer. That was about an hour or two later over there. And I, <laughs> Jamie comes walking by. He had two beers in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's but Jamie, Jamie yeah. was a good boy. And I tell you what, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories with Jamie Dundee. You know, uh, Jamie, when Jamie came to stay in my house that night, he finally moved out. I think it was about eight months later. Yeah, he was with you for a while. Yep. Yeah, see, you know, you know, he lived with me for for a while, and so did you know, so did four fifty. You know, yeah, he was there for quite a while too. And um, but one of my favorite stories with Jamie Dundee, we were we went to a wrestling show, must have been Fox Lake or something, and we came home after after the show. We went to the after party. Everybody's pretty <sighs> well fadoosed, you know. And, <laughs> Oh, you boy. know, so uh, everybody goes home, go to bed, and me, I, I'm all, I'm, I'm an early riser, and this is a Sunday morning, and Sunday morning, I like having my coffee in my Sunday newspaper. You know, yeah. I'm a newspaper guy. So here it is, you know, like seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I walk outside over there. I got my robe. I'm going to pick up my newspaper over there, and I'm walking back over there, and. And next thing I know, I hear this, hey, Mr. Ricardo! And I look up by the front door over there. Jamie Dundee's got the door open with one hand, holding a swans with the other, <laughs> pissing out my front door over there, under the porch over there. Hey, Mr. Ricardo! I, you know, and I live in an upper middle class neighborhood. I said, boy, if the neighbor, if the oh, neighbor's seen geez. all this over there, I said, Jamie, I said, this ain't Tennessee. Put that thing back in that horse trap over there. I said, oh, oh my, my God. God. 
it, it was so funny. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard that story too. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but yeah. Jamie, Jamie, I, I love Jamie, you know, and uh, he did, um, he did uh, uh, a couple of uh, legend shows down in Evansville, and mm-hmm. I was I was part of those shows, and you talked about some superstars that I met down over there. Yeah. You know, uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel, you know, that, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. I've met them many times. They actually know me by name, you know. Right, yeah. And, and uh, 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 God bless the soul, Tracy Smothers, you know, uh, uh, Bill Dundee, superstar Bill mm-hmm. Dundee. You know, the Road Dog was there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and um, he did these shows for a couple of years, and, and they were just fantastic, you know. And, and some of that's... And at that time, when uh, when I was down over there, I had that, me and Master J had the TV program, Inside the mm-hmm. Ropes for Power Entertainment. And at that time, that dirty, evil, rotten um, Justin James mm-hmm. stole my show and hijacked my show. And so I'm down over there, I'm, I'm doing some ring announcing, and I'm trying to get some advice from all these professional, you know, uh-huh. athletes over there. And it was really quite intriguing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, someone else I know you've had a special relationship with. I've heard stories um, about him and your relationship. Uh, you've done his. You've done some of his wrestling posters for his shows. Um, somebody um, who's meant a lot to you, I know. Um, Bert Prentice. Bert Prentice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, God bless his soul, Bert. I talked to that. I worked for Bert for ten years. We emailed everybody. We we emailed back and forth every day, mm. text, talked on the telephone. I made his posters. I did a lot of things for Bert. For 10 years, I'd done it. And I actually never met the man in person in my life. Wow. You know, and um, I was supposed to, the year that he passed away, I was supposed to go down there with a handful of guys and do an invasion angle. Uh-huh. But Dad had to get postponed because then he got real sick again. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, we used to have so many conversations over the phone. He he was such a he, such a great guy. He really was, you know. And and uh, uh, after he passed away, they released his his autobiography, and I am so proud that Bert mentioned me in his book. Nice. I... He, he, yes, he did. He mentioned me by my name and my wife Debbie also. That's cool. Awesome. You know, yeah. and then in his book over there, you'll see <clears throat> about a half a dozen of my posters in his book there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I actually like to figure that, you know, yeah. get that get that book down. I'm going to have yeah. to figure out what, yeah. which one, where and, to get that and, at. And Bert, you know, like I said, we, we, we talked so many times. <clears throat> and, and, and just like any promoter, you know, and Bert down there, he was he was a great, great promoter. You know, his best friends were, were superstar Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler. You know? Right. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and. Bert used to run every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Wednesdays, you know. Then he had this TV, he used to do TV tapings on on Sundays. Wow. And then, and all the time, you know, I, I he'd give me the information to make his posters. The next thing you know is, can you change this? Can you change that? Can you change that? Can you change that? So there, there's times that I'll make one poster and then I might have to change it probably 10 times. <laughs> yeah. Mm, but yeah. He, he was great, you know, and, and he used to, um, uh, how he got, how I got in, in, in um, introduced, just him. introduced him was um, he actually 
called Rough Crossing. Mm-hmm. And I guess he got his number from John Bach, a promoter from down south. Right. There because yeah. um, at the time, uh, Bach had, I believe, Jerry Lawler on his show, mm-hmm. and Burt was there. And then um, uh, Burt asked Ruff, you know, who made the posters, and he said, my dad. So um, so then I talked to him over and over, hey, how would you like to do some posters for me? I said, sure, no problem. So he sent me the information. I, I made him posters, you know, mm-hmm. and then, then he used to, um, at, 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 he was, I was charging him. He was sending me a check here and there. Then, then he just started sending me, instead of um, money, he was started sending me some great memorabilia. Mm. Ah, wow, I mean, okay. Some stuff that, uh, some of the stuff that hangs on my walls. I got an NWA authentic belt. I have uh, uh-huh. Uh, a southern United States, uh, you know, right. authentic belt. Wow. I've got pictures on my wall that are signed by <clears throat> the four horsemen where they have uh, certificates on the back of authenticity. Authenticity, yes. Yeah. With pictures of them signing the thing. Wow. Yeah. There's a horseman, Harley Race, uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. You wow. Know, there's, wow. There's so much stuff that I, that I, I got from Bert, and he was. And he and uh, just before he passed away, he said he's got another load for me, but I never, I never actually got uh, it because then uh, he got he passed. He passed away. Right, yes. right. Now, uh, something we, we always ask every guest here, and I was asked this when I was on. You've been around for a while. You've traveled a lot of roads yourself. Any road stories that you'd like to share? Funny, bad, <laughs> you know, indifferent, whatever. Well, you know, they're, they're all they're all about the same. You know, I you know the uh, the. Anything that sticks I, out. <laughs> I, I remember going down when uh, uh, this was the the C, the very end of the CCW days where we used to go down to Woodbury, Tennessee yeah. yep. to wrestle. Yeah. You know, and um, and I used to travel down there. It was me and Master Jay. We'd yeah. travel down there together. Yeah. And and we'd stop and do our little filming here and there and stuff like that. But, you know, when we'd get over there, you know, and just uh, we go to Woodbury and and Tennessee is, is is known for wrestling, but you know, I guess the, the I don't know we didn't draw down there. You know, mm. they wanted to go down there like two times a month and stuff. Really? Like that. Yeah. I said, and at the time, it it cost everybody a couple hundred dollars just to go down there and no, do it. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And and with, and when you're not drawing, because I'll, I'll never forget the one the one time we're down over there. We're wrestling matches. We're wrestling matches. There's one person sitting in the crowd. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. But, you know, the show must go on, you know. Yeah, but, hey, that's true. I mean, you guys uh, did Davenport, too. I, I did a couple of the Davenport shows, uh-huh. and that was about it. Uh, then you guys quit going to Davenport. <laughs> Dav- or Dubuque. Uh, yeah, Dubuque. Dubuque. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Dubuque. We've done a lot of a lot of Dubuque shows. You yeah, know? Dubuque. Yeah. And uh, that was always fun to go over there. Yeah. And uh, one of one of the few couple of things that stick up on my mind over there was that they had that one big street fight. Yes. Know? Oh I yeah. Think, I think it was Konoa. Yeah. Konoa and who else I think was it? Was, was it that? was it rough? Uh, uh, Konoa and. Uh, it wasn't Cairo, was it? Well, I was going to say I think Cairo, but they no Spade. Oh, Scott yeah. Spade. Okay, Scott Spade, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. because because they had they had the they had the uh, uh, plywood full of um, barbed wire, barbed wire yeah. and stuff like that. It was yeah. after the show and everybody's turned down the ring and they had this they had the the board with the barbed wire laying up against the wall over there 
and I'm having a, a couple of drinks with the uh, fans that mm -hmm. over there watching all this over there, and they're drinking away. He goes, and the guy, and the one smart ass over there says, "Well, well, that that's barbed wire. That's that that stuff ain't real." I said, "Well, go over there and go take a look. Go look that ain't real." So the guy goes over there, he touches it, and he sees blood all over the barbed wire. He goes, "That is real." I said, "What'd you think?" <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I'll never forget the one time. I says, "We're up in the locker room over there, and it's about seven minutes for showtime, you know." And every and I have my boots that I like to yes. dress. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. um, that I like to dress to go out in the, in, the, in the ring with over there. And all of a sudden, I went to go put them on. All of a sudden, they're gone. <laughs> I think I know this story. Uh oh, they're gone. I think I know this. Story. <laughs> and then, and then, as where's where's where the hell are my boots? Where's my boots? And everybody's just walking around normal. Few people had that smirk on their face, and and then everybody's coming in and out of the men's room, in and out, and they got this smirk on his face. And I'm looking over at Trevor Blanchard, and I'm looking at him. I says, Trevor, where's my boots? And he had that shitty and grin. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, you know, and everybody's coming in and out of that bathroom. I says, let, I says, let me go see what the hell's going on in there. So I go into that bathroom, and I look at the, 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 the stall is closed, and I look down over there, and there's my boots. It looks like I was sitting down taking a crap. <laughs> I says, and and I, and I knew there was only one person who could do that, and it was Trevor Blanchard. Yep, and we yep. just we just laughed so hard. It was, <laughs> we got, the show finally started about five minutes late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, real quick, I'm gonna rewind here just just a tad bit because sure. there's something going in mind, and actually, it's to pay uh, tribute to uh, someone I used to know back in the day uh when you were like you mentioned about watching the wrestling on the tv and all that as that drew you in i mean did you happen to like find yourself finding other people that liked the wrestling and because like back then if you think about it not everybody no. like got into it no. or or like when you were going like uh growing up, you knew who the wrestling fans were mm -hmm. yeah all right mm -hmm. uh you know reason i'm bringing that up we do say and like we've had uh you know, people just leave us unfortunately, you know, quickly, you know, in the business as fans and stuff like that. I actually grew up with two brothers, you know, Nick and John. <laughs> Believe it. I was actually little Nick. Okay. Yeah. And he was big Nick. All right. Just for the fact he was a big kid. Yeah. All right. I mean, a real big kid. Uh, they love their wrestling. Love their, their Mid-South. We all grew up in Mid-South. The passion for it. So when you go back to that past mm -hmm. your friends that do you still have friends that you grew up with still liking the business or well, it's unfortunate that i had a couple of friends that did like wrestling but uh, um, all my buddies that i grew up with uh, my circle of friends growing up in in my teen years uh, yeah they're gone Mm. Right. They're all gone. I, I'm just. I'm the only one left. You know, I, I've, I'm starting you know, to feel the yeah. same way. Even, um, you know, even actually, my cousin and he, he just recently passed away. But back in the day when we were kids, when we were watching wrestling, you know, um, at that time the big move was was the figure four by Buddy Rogers <laughs> before Rick was was even invented. Right. Buddy Rogers had the figure four. And there was one kid in the neighborhood on Claremont Street in Chicago where we kind of grew up 
uh, um, who put the figure four, and he claimed that nobody could break out of his figure four. <laughs> and he was exactly right because it was that move is the most painful thing it, there is. It is. Uh, Nick and John, uh, I was their punching bag, uh. so to speak. But nobody else, I couldn't be nobody else's punching bag. I was <laughs> their punching bag. Mm-hmm. Somebody else wanted to start messing with me they had oh, to deal yeah. with them yeah. you know uh but always uh growing up nick johnny myself mid-south always used to come on right around noon on sundays right. so at noon you could find all of us sitting in front of tv Kept tv out, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was it nothing else existed and as yeah. soon as it was over we were right back outside. Wrestling, wrestling was, you might say, my babysitter because uh, what I was told when my wife was working and uh, I was home with the, uh, little Ricky at the time. You know, Ricky was, you know, like a year old. He was watching wrestling. I just put I put wrestling on TV and put him in a seat. And <laughs> glued glued and, to it. And, and glued to it. And that's, right. And, that's, and ever since then, you know, Ricky uh, at that time, rough, you know, he was uh-huh. a big wrestling fan and, and I'll never forget the time when he was like two years old when he was sitting in Santa's lap while when it was Santa asked him what he wanted for Christmas. And there's little Ricky. I want a whole Kogan doll. <laughs> there you, go. Yep. Uh, you know, as as time goes on, now that you are a grandpapa, yeah. uh, the grandson, he's been around to a few shows and, and all that. Do you see another uh, possible... You know, wrestler in the family as time goes on. Yes, I do. <laughs> he he knows every wrestler. He knows every move, and and he you know he knows you know he knows that that daddy's collection. Yeah, he's got a daddy's collection. He must have I ain't lying fifty thousand. Yes, action figures. I, you showed me videos. That's and, crazy. And and everything else that goes with it, belts and this and that and this and that, and and he tells his dad. And he tells his dad that one day this will be all mine, and he's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I joke, I joke too, about Chris. Uh, this is gonna be all his. But speaking about Chris uh, uh, and yes. the reckoning, he yes. is very, very upset yes. that you are not recognizing him as the keymaster. You know, he's always got to get in your in your grill. Yeah, and, and yeah. I wish he would leave me alone. But, but he, he's the keymaster. Well, well, so what? But how, how is he? How is how is he? He's not a wrestler. I don't see no wrestling trunks on him. I don't see no boots on him. How is he going to defend and cash those keys in? Give it to one of those yeah, I don't know. key hall uh, guys that he uh, reckoning key guys hall. or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, but he he he's not recognized as a key master. Go. How is he going to defend it? He is not a wrestler. Okay, well, yeah. Chris, there you go. You are he's not, not a wrestler. A wrestler. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's a troublemaker, and one day he's going to get his. Uh, he yeah. He just might. Yeah, that, uh, that he is. We are amping up for uh, Russell Rage 21, where you kind of like uh, run down the card here, unless uh, Brian's yeah. got some more hard-hitting questions. So. At, uh, I think we hit all know. of them at the, at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to know. Yeah. At least I hope so. I mean, especially, yeah, I, you know, especially know. I mean, I, and I've seen your hair and in a windy day it don't move no right very trained no. uh, and, and, and just let me say this it's mine it's not it's not right all natural thing that is the good thing yeah russell rage 21 is uh we know that uh it's uh ross james and yourself getting inducted into the uh, hall of fame uh ross has uh 
called some of the most iconic moments in Pal entertainment history. Yeah. Uh, his voice is bar none, the voice of Pal entertainment. It, yeah, you know? it, it's great to see two staples that have been in CCW yes. Pal both getting the recognition on the same night. No, absolutely. Yeah. And like how you were paired up in the early days with different commentators. RJ has been through the same thing. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. paired up with with numerous mm-hmm. uh, yeah. commentators with, too. With, with me and Richard T. Sin, I think for a few months, then I took over. And then, then it was me and Master J for the longest time, right. you know, and... And boy, oh man, that's one guy I miss. I mean, he's he's really. You guys worked well guy. together. You, we you, did work well together. I mean, yeah. uh, that guy was witty. I mean, he uh, if I would, we'd be commentating. I say something smart aleckly, and he'd yeah. come back with something real. All those you know. one liners you guys had between each other. Oh like, my god, that, that made I, watching the shows back just that more fun. And like. Is. I look before I started refing, I was always ringing the bell. And where yeah. was I sitting most of these times at the show? Right, by right next to you guys. So, like, it was always fun just listening in on, the, on those and, conversations. And, and, and the thing was, we never rehearsed anything. We did everything. No, right you, then. Yeah. We did it all, you know? Uh, no, absolutely. And uh, Inside the Ropes with Master J, very good combo. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. there, honestly, I granted you and I, we've hosted it for a while. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Exactly. But I will say that you guys were bar none. You guys clicked we, so well. We did click. We we were it, and there and there was and after I left for a while, there were some other guys who kind of took over the insider roles, but it, it just wasn't the same as no, it was not. It was nope. not, and it was uh, it, it was so much fun to work with Master J. In. But but I tell you what, when he put his orange on, when he got in a ring over there. He was a force to be ruled. Oh, yeah. With. Yes, he was. He ruled with an iron fist. Literally. Literally. He had the broken arm just as long as Bob Orton Jr. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, yeah. I, I miss those days with the, with the, with the right managers and you had your your, your lady valets. And, mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. had, you know, a CCW Pound Entertainment had, you know, a, a number of lady valets around the ring there and managers, which yeah. kind of made Rusty and Nick. You know, you, Nick, you were the notorious <laughs> Nicholas H. Right. He was probably the cream of the crop. When it well, I, I tried, but you know what? Uh, I am not liking on how Chris is going about his style. So uh, we'll just see how that kind of pans out with him. But yeah. you know, let's. Uh, Let's start wrapping things up here with uh, Russell Rage Twenty One. To uh, we're gonna open up the show. It looks like with uh, fan favorite Axel Abreu taking on a veteran, as you know, Stylin Shane Eaton with the '90s hair hair bandana dude of front Jay man. Scott, the front man Jay <laughs> Scott, front yeah. man, Jay, front man Jay Scott. Yeah, well, Stylin Shane, I rem- I remember him back in the days. I'm going back years and years and years. Uh, uh, stylish Shane meant business in the ring, and he he is he, Abreu. Better be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He better be careful because I and my prediction is I I think I think Stylin Shane is going to stomp on him pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, we'll see how how that pans out. Axel Abreu definitely could uh, use the win on this to get his momentum going. Definitely. Six-man tag action, uh, the powerhouses of Hunter Payne, Pauly Tomaselli, and someone coming out of retirement, Joey the Pitbull Chi-Chi, taking on the reckoning consisting of Tyler Sullivan, Jason Dukes, and powerhouse himself, Logan Steele with Chris Hedford. 
I, I tell you what, you know, there you got Hunter Payne, Joey Chichi coming out of retirement. He hasn't wrestled in over a year. I mean, uh, well, I, I, does he belong there? He might get hurt. Yeah, is he in ring shape? We, we yeah, don't know. I mean, uh, he might get hurt. You know, Hunter Payne. You know, I think he could. I think he can handle it. He mm-hmm. might, yeah, he might be able to handle the entire reckoning by himself. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's got yeah, Joey well, and well, Paul. I don't know if he can handle it by himself, but when you, when you get that sneak, Jason Dukes over there. That's true. Just, yeah. You just never know what's what he's gonna come up. Yeah, that was a big talking point. How the, the reckoning seems to always come out on top in the end when the numbers are in their favor. Yes. Now, not so much. It's three on three at, Ray, at Rage. But so. Right. I, I see. Um, I'm going to have to go with the younger guys on this one. Ooh. Okay. I, I think Chris Hadford does play a factor either, mm. either way in this. So Yeah. I, 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 see. I have to go with the younger guys because you never know what that sneaky, slimy Chris Hadford. Yep. He carries he carries around those keys like he owns them. He's got he's those. hit somebody over the head. He's got him. those darn shoes, too. The, those spiky <laughs> yeah, shoes. Them, those, yeah, them pointy type. I don't know where he found uh, those. Yeah. Handcrafted. Since, I don't since know. when did he start? Since when did Spencer started selling shoes? Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't exactly, know. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Come on, Chris. That's, that's the, <laughs> yeah. It's not the three wrestlers you got to watch out for. It's Chris Hepburn. And the no socks thing on him. Like, his feet got yeah, re- did, Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, he definitely didn't get that from me. No, right? okay. I well, mean, I, he definitely didn't get that <laughs> yeah. from me at all. All right, now, Terry Allen with Erica Erico taken on Koa Laxamana with Callies of the NWA. Now, so far, Koa is 0-2 with Terry Allen, but Terry Allen even got a upset win over Meat Hooks O'Bannon recently mm-hmm. at T Woods, but by hook or crook, Terry Allen says he's going to get that win. Terry Allen, uh, a, a Windy City alumni, you mm-hmm. know, he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves. He's been around. No, well, he's even a former POW champion. Yes, too. he is. Yes, he is. He's been around, and yes. Uh, Koa, he's just, you might say he's just came out of retirement too. Yes, that's what I hear. He was he was on the shelf there for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I have to say that uh, Terry Allen will be the victor over here, but of course, you know who's going to play a big part of that. Uh, well, I guess his, uh, if, the, yeah, her, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if she does anything like how she got in to help Terry Allen against Meat yeah. Hooks. Yeah, but but then again, then again, what we could see here now, we could see Erica and, and Kaylee in the ring. We could have a woman's fight over there, and the men's the men will be sitting back eating popcorn, drinking <laughs> beer, watching a woman battle. Well, that will uh, definitely be interesting. Uh, sure. Yeah, but I, I have to say that uh, thank, thanks thanks to the girls, Terry Olin, Erica. Yeah. Well, I says uh, Terry Allen, and if he. Uh, if he still comes through, we'll yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely have to see on that. But Koa's been on a he's been on a losing streak, but yeah. you know, and he might still be on it. Terry, yeah, Terry is very sneaky at times. I I feel I've been mm-hmm. in the ring with him a handful of times. Oh uh, yeah, um, so have I. <laughs> I. I've caught his brass knucks before, mm-hmm. um, taking them. Um, yeah, he's pretty pretty sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah, and for someone of his stature and his uh, you know, time around the business, uh, he would actually have to resort. But he's, not, he's not taking this lightly. I understand he's been working out and getting in shape too, so he's he's not taking it. You know, 
Well, he, he should because uh, I, de- I tell you, Koa Laxamana, I mean, that dude is in shape. Yes, you he know, is. there's not an ounce of fat on that guy. He's in the NWA know? for, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, for and no he's, reason, so. he's making waves. I mean, Koa yes. Laxamana, since, like he says, he's been back on the scene, Pow Entertainment. He's been uh, to several other promotions in the area. And, like he says, the NWA, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so. And who who knows how this could even with the NWA not to be from changing. From what I understand, he's one of the original members of the MOB. That's true. what I heard true, yeah. from the back from the uh, Bonomo days. One of the you very know, first yeah. original days. members of the MOB. Yeah. You know, so I mean, and not to be switching uh, subjects or getting off the subject, but NWA with Billy Corgan saying that he's gonna he's got TV deals in the works yeah, and he's deal, yeah. trying to bring back like territories. That'd be great for. A for lot everyone. of people, for everyone, for everyone. everyone. For so keep our fingers crossed on that, yes, you know. Definitely. Um, and it looks like the Midwest Championship is going to be on the line as Eric Freedom puts his bid in before his retirement to take that title off of Macabre. Well, you know, Eric, uh, he should be in the ring right now. He, he, he don't have the heart. He's got the heart's, yeah, not, that's, the heart's not there. I, I think he wants. He he wants to retire. He just wants one more match, and mm-hmm. his heart's not there. But then again, he could fool you if he if he could if freedom if he's listening if he could bring back hardcore electric Eric Freedom things might differ. The hardcore Eric, AP, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he just goes in there as Eric Freedom, I don't think he stands a chance. He needs to get hardcore if he wants to win this title. Mm. That's right. Yeah, Tommy McCobb, I mean, uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with. Yes, yeah, and he's a big boy. Too. Yes, he is. He, he won that title in the, the Battle Royal at Winthrop Harbor by eliminating Eric Freedom and Jimmy Blaze. Right, both yeah. at the same time. Same time, yeah. You know, uh, but Eric Freedom, I could see, I could see, you know, trying to get that last hurrah in mm-hmm. before he hangs it up. It is, yeah. uh, it's already known that him and Jimmy are hanging it up at the end could of the retire year. Retire as champion, you, you yeah. know. I would, yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to see him take the belt and and uh, say, hey, I've had enough. I'm done. Let's put this thing up for grabs. Well, see, that's and I've said that on on three or four shows now. You know, because Jimmy yeah. Blaze is the same way. Jimmy Blaze is, yeah. you know, calling yeah. it quits at the end of the year himself. But uh, before we get into that, again, uh, the Reckoning uh, is going to put their bid in for the uh, POW Tag Team Championship as they face Gavin O'Reilly, Meat Hooks O'Bannon of the Irish Pub Army, and NWA stars the Brothers of Construction. Well, you know, you know, I'm going to be prejudiced with this one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm going to be prejudiced with this one. I, you know, uh, I'm going to go with the clowns. I, I got to yeah. go. I got to go with the clowns because you just never know what's up their sleeve. If, you know, and sometimes they have those long sleeves. Uh, yeah, yeah. You um, know, and and uh, but meat hooks, Kevin. Yes, they're a couple of big boys, but can they can they hold off the tricks that the clowns yeah. are going to do? Absolutely, just like with Sean Priest and Acid Jazz, they're kind of new for a tag team. They've only been right. tagging a, times, a little, maybe. you know, a couple Three, times four, even before times. joining the Reckoning. See, the, the only advantage that that team would have, they have the advantage over the Clowns uh, uh, a mm-hmm. little bit because Acid Jazz has faced the Clowns on numerous occasions. Yes, true. you know, true. you know, uh, you know, through through you know all around the Chicagoland area. So. At least he gets an idea. He gets it. Right. Yeah. 
But we can't we, we can't downplay the IPA though. I mean, multiple time tag team champions, yes. multiple reigns, long reigns. They, mm-hmm. they beat the Bad Ombre Cartel back in the Summer Explosion for these titles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're no slouches. They're no slouches in their own right. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, you know, like I said, they're two big boys, and, and, and you know, they're well over six hundred pounds oh, yeah. total weight. You know, yeah. you know it, it, if you want to go with the it, it, it's hard to beat the champions. Yeah. Like mm. You got to beat the champions to beat the champions. And it's going to be hard to do, but you know, and, and if they keep the, if they keep the belts, God bless them. But like I said, I'm prejudiced. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for right. Clowns. Well, no, and, and I, I could see that because actually uh, the clowns, they're the most, uh, they're an established tag team. Yeah. Just yes. like, not taking nothing away from the IPA, they're both established. And mm. uh, Yeah, but it, see, see, with the clowns, it's not a funny thing. Those guys can wrestle. Yes, they can. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they, they can. They bring elements to, to their matches that you can't really prepare for all the right. time. Right. So, no, who knows? Really. I mean, just especially, and even in the clown shoes, for crying right. out loud. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, are, are those shoes, are, the, are those things loaded? I don't know. I'll have to... If I'm refing that match, or I'll have to tell yeah. whoever it is, check him. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, okay, Mateo Valentine taking on former friend and former pal heavyweight champion uh, Moondog Greg Murray. But Mateo Valentine, the past several months, he is really starting to go off the deep end. I mean, I think he fell off the deep end at the last yeah, Fox yeah, Lake show. Uh, he, he's going cuckoo. Uh, I don't know what's gotten in. Yeah, he's into going cuckoo, and 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 when when you, when you start going a little, all right, crazy, yeah, crazy bots like that, uh, uh, you you never know what this guy's going to do. To, yeah, to to turn you know, on his best know, friend like that, yeah. You know, Moon Dog Murray, he better watch out. He better watch out because you don't know what kind of tricks that uh, Mateo's going to do. Cause, yeah. and he brings. And whether you know it or not, you know he brings all sorts of weapons to the ring right. with that, with that little uh, star and his yeah. little crown that he wears, the Queen of Pop. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know yeah. he's got all sorts of weapons he can use. And Moondog, what a night that was when Mateo turned on him. His best friend, he lost his best friend. Right. Him. He lost the heavyweight title because of his best friend. He, Moondog, he's got to be seeing red right now. Like Absolutely. things are falling apart, you know. And uh, out of nowhere, I mean, there were even people in the crowd that their jaws just hit the floor. Yeah, you yeah. know, hit the oh, floor. Sure. I was one of them too. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Absolutely, uh, a special attraction match that uh, Pal Entertainment has never done, and I actually think this is going to tear the uh, roof off the place. Uh, Hornswoggle taking on Tyson Phoenix. And the first time these two that I've seen met up was in another promotion uh, up north. And these two faced off. And I honestly never knew that Swoggle could wrestle the way he did when he faced Tyson Phoenix. I tell you what, I've seen both of those guys wrestle, and they're both great wrestlers. I mean, yeah. they are. I mean, and, and, and they'll fool you. Yeah, they will put on a star five star match. You better believe it, and 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 I believe we're going to see an upset over here tonight. Oh boy! Well, you know what? Uh, again, I've been fortunate enough to know him when he was coming to PW uh, mm-hmm. PWI shows in Oshkosh. 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 Okay, in the crowd, you know, so it's great. But like I said, uh, Hornswoggle, obviously, everybody knows who he is. Tyson Phoenix making a name for himself, and uh, this is definitely worth the price of admission yeah. alone, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. And the big one, the big one of them all, and um, actually, Brian, I'd like to get your input on yes, this. Yes, uh, sure. That Kazile, taking on owner, teacher, 
mentor Jimmy Blaze for that title. Mm. Jimmy Blaze says it's the only title that he's never had in POW. Kazile, uh, A Reign of Terror. You were there, obviously, Brian, when he was, won his first title, the mm. Midwest Championship. Yep. Obviously, you were there when he lost it. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Now, setting up for this and Kazile doing the things that he's doing and mindset this could go all over the building, I think, just because of the fact that Kazayo will could run, you know, head to head with Jimmy in that type of scenario. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, hopefully, I get to ref it because it'll be it'll be special to me, mm. having obviously grown up with Kyle and whatnot, and seen him from from day one to now, seeing all of his accomplishments and whatnot, having Jimmy Blaze being his trainer basically like an uncle to him and I yes um, to see them both at the top of the card at Russell Rage fighting for the world title something that we both me and Kyle watched all, all these matches watched yeah. Jimmy Blaze defend the title or go for the title and now for Kyle to be in this match and me potentially roughing this match yeah it, it'll be special for sure I don't really necessarily agree with Kyle's route and getting to where he's at right now but it's it's definitely um, an accomplishment for him and in a way I'm proud Right. to see him accomplish what all that he has so far. Um, so it'll be interesting for sure. And, and, and again, like you never know with, with this match, Jimmy could end up on top and mm-hmm. walk out as champion and right yeah. off in the sunset. So like that'd be a special moment too. But who knows? <laughs> right. Well, I, and I know both of them don't yeah. he, won't hesitate to bust each other open. Yeah. Go <laughs> all over the place. By any means necessary. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Riccolo, you knowing Jimmy as long as you have broken bread together, been to each other's houses, do the barbecues, family. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on this, even when Jimmy is on his way out himself? Jimmy's got to be careful. You know, he's not, you know... Yes, he's got some bad knees. He's got bad this. He's just got to be careful. If he, if Jimmy could stay on his feet, if he could stay on his feet, I think he's got a winner. If he could stay on his feet, but that's not the case. I just think, I just think that you know the youth is going to prevail. But mm-hmm. but I would like to see, I would like to see Jimmy retire as champion. Yeah. But, but if he retires, you know, let him retire. But. With Jimmy Blaze, <laughs> yeah. just never know when that son of a bitch is gonna go come through that curtain with Kendo stick in hand, Kendo hand. Stick. Yeah. And kicking some ass. Kendo right. stick, jug of water, you know the old. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, retirement. He's tried this three or four times. I think ten times. I don't. Before. I don't think that word's ever come out of his mouth. I, I'm not sure. But but it, it it ain't gonna work for him because. Maybe after a couple of months, he's gonna sit back over there, and then he's gonna be watching the monitor upstairs, and he's gonna he's gonna say, "I had enough of this crap." <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, start throwing people over the rope and stuff like that, uh, and then he's gonna say, "He's gonna Rickle, give me that mic." He's gonna grab the <laughs> mic and just go, "Hey, I'm back." <laughs> now you know that's not out of the room of possibility. Yeah. But now, like you said, it said on uh, past four or five shows. If, scenario, mm-hmm. Eric Freedom captures the Midwest title, retires, title up for grabs. Jimmy retains the POW heavyweight title, retires, title goes up for grabs. Uh, can you imagine two titles up for grabs, tournament style, at the same time? That'd be unheard you know, I, 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 I Absolutely yeah, unheard yeah, of. Yeah but, yeah, but here's the thing, too, because once... 
once people and the wrestlers throughout the area know that those titles up for grabs, everybody's going to start. Everybody and their mother will, yeah, 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 flocking. You never know who's going to who's going to show up. That's right, because he says Powell Entertainment is the only promotion to run as long as it has. And those titles actually mean something, right. sure. you know, in the Chicagoland oh, yes. area, you know. You know, and, and you know, and if that's the case, if both those titles are up there, you know, like I said, hell, I might even throw my name in there. You there ain't you go. Mad. I might, you know, you know I what? Mean, I might try to need recruit. some extra hairspray for that one. You know, <laughs> I might have to recruit a couple guys, yeah. you know, yeah. and there, there you go. give up there's, the hot seat segment there for a little bit. Nicholas A's coming back <laughs> with the conflict crew. Oh man. Uh, but yes, I mean, there it is. Uh, wrestling fans, uh, first row sold out, second row sold out, general mission sold out. Uh, I think there's a handful of standing room only tickets left. Very few. Very um, few. This is something that you guys can't miss. This is one of them shows that, uh, again, I have said it, expect the unexpected. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if, if if you can't make it out to Rage because it's sold out, Rage Reaction is just a month away. Another huge show, it always is. Oh yes, um, oh yes. So be sure to get your tickets to that one as well. Yeah, and and don't and don't and don't always forget though. After Wrestle Rage Twenty One, after it's all said then we they, everybody could just stay over there at the Brower House. Yep. And they could join us for food, fun, <laughs> and of course. Spirits. There it's it right. Mercy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, uh, you just mentioned a rage reaction. I'm kind of looking already on here. Uh, it looks like the Zebra Kid Battle Royal has mm-hmm. been moved to Rage Reaction. It looks like uh, yes. a few years ago, uh, this inaugural event uh, came to play in Power yeah. Entertainment to pay homage to one of Jimmy Blaze's uh, mentors when he first got into the business. So that is definitely interesting. Uh, your current champion of the Zebra Kid Battle Royal is Meat Hook's Old yeah. Bannon. Yes, yes. And before that was uh, Tiny, Tiny, you know, yeah. the big man yeah. Tiny himself. Yeah. And um, I, I could see Meat Hook's retaining. I could definitely see that. It'd it, it, be hard to bet against Meat Hook's on that. Yeah, absolutely. And a name that has not come into POW Entertainment for quite some time, William Emroy. Uh, Emory, yeah. Yeah, Emory, he, yeah. Emory, he's been around for a while. He took a little bit of a break. Uh, from what I hear, he's coming back and in better shape than ever and with a new attitude, new style. Yeah. So we could only see where where that could take him. It'll be interesting to see a fresh, William, fresh face. William yeah. is a good boy. I... I I've been watching him. I keep up with him, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he has improved 500%. And then I tell you what, and, and he's been working out, like you said, he's got a great-looking body, and, and uh, when he gets in that ring, he's all business. Yeah, uh, he was always talented. He knew what he was doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, to me, even back then, he seemed to be in shape. Oh, yeah. He, but now, he's, he's like... He is one of these heel guys that... It creates instant heat, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that in, in a wrestler because you don't have to do nothing. Right? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do nothing. He's got instant heat. Yeah. Know? No kidding. Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, on this uh, last little note here, before we find out all your social media stuff, if someone wanted to get into the business or try something that you're doing, like ring announcing, commentary, or anything like that, what piece of advice would you give someone that said, "Hey, I want to try to do this"? Don't be afraid of it. Do it. Do it. Just there you go. Don't be afraid of it. Do it. There you, you know, go. And do it. 
do it by the way you were trained, then as you, as the way you were trained, slowly, slowly work in who you are and be yourself. There you go. And last but not least, where can we find you on social media? You have any? Well, I, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I, I do have a, a, a Twitter X account, but I haven't used that in probably 60 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, Facebook, that's where I'm active the most. Uh, Instagram, I, I'm on there, but I just don't get it over there. I, I, I don't know. It's, you know, I'm old school. Yeah, know? no, I, I hear you, you there, know, man. I hear I you. Just, I, I could do better sending smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Brian, I mean... I think the next time uh, we all catch up with each other will be at Rage, I huh? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yes, any last little things that you want to throw out there before our big show no, of the I mean, year? I had a great time today. Uh, that, that definitely a cool experience to, to be the one interviewing and, and, yeah. guest, and guest hosting with yourself. Uh, just, yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks Thank you for me. coming with the you know with questions. Yeah, I mean, hard-hitting sure. questions. I wanted to come prepared, you know? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You definitely I, I did. Had, I had a great time, Nick, you know, yeah. I, as notorious as you always are, it seems to be like over here where you're at right now, you seem to be quite the gentleman that you are. But I, are you that notorious or just <laughs> well, you know, that cowboy head on? Well, you know, I mean, as we get older, you know, we kind of start mellowing out during because we kind of know that we can't pick fights with everybody <laughs> like we used to. Yeah, so, no, there was nobody more notorious than you were when you had your when you had your team, you had your hat, and you had that flag. Oh, boy, did you mean business. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. And uh, I, I do like doing this. I like hearing from these guys, trying to keep, you know, the love going of uh, pro wrestling, how we talk about it, what we learn, right. and uh, the memories that we gain on it. So with that being said, we can't forget our sponsors, Chris Hoff. 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 I don't know what his name is. I got. I say it every show over there, and it's every time it comes out different. One of these days, he's going to charge the ring and hit me in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he's a lawyer, so he might he might find another way yeah, around that. Exactly. But uh, that and um, Fonzie and the Dago Tees for uh, the King of the Hill song for our podcast uh brian allen thank you again for coming yes, in and uh, filling in for the train wrecker i am the one and only nicholas h and we will definitely see you at rage and don't forget check us out on the youtube the facebook page you know thank you again for listening and make sure that you give us a like over there on the hillbilly podcast on spotify google and apple so until then we will definitely talk to you next time mm-hmm.